Welcome to the Relaxed Dog Podcast. The podcast where the dogs are the stars of the show. Welcome to the Relaxed Dog Podcast. Sponsored by the Relaxed Dog. Thank you for listening. I am your host, Robert Ober, and I hope that you and your dog are fantastic. My guest this week is Cedric Graham, and we're going to go back some 40 years to a small town in the US, and he's going to share the antics of his pit bull, Taurus. But first, in some canine news, a dog in Tarrant County, Texas, has been confirmed as having the COVID-19 virus. This brings the number of dogs in the US apparently up to four and five cats. Apparently, there's also three lions and four tigers in one facility in New York. With all of those cases, uh, the animals were confirmed to be with confirmed cases of humans. So let's hope that that doesn't become a thing because no one wants to have to keep away from their dog or other pets. In Cambodia, the tourist province of Siem Reap has now banned the trade and slaughter of dogs for meat. Officials there have actually been quoted as saying that since the popularity with foreigners and visitors, that there has been an increase in the market. But they have decided now to say, no, dogs can be companions and they can work protecting property. And speaking of dogs with jobs, just like to mention Nigao, who in, I'm going to butcher this one, Mogi das Cruz in Brazil, where a young couple were purchasing a gas station and there was an abandoned pup outside. They basically adopted the puppy, nursed him back to health, and because they were always around the gas station and it was open 24-7, and he now has a job at the gas station, welcoming customers into the store. Welcome now to the Relaxed Dog Podcast, Cedric. How are you? With Cedric. I'm doing great. How about yourself? I Taurus. am going fantastically well. And here today, you're going to tell us about Taurus. Great. I'm excited to share that experience. So Taurus was uh, a dog a little earlier in your life. Take us back to, say, just before you and Taurus got together and run us through the meeting. Well, I got a, a call from uh, my dad telling me that a friend of his had a American pit bulls that they couldn't keep because they were moving into an apartment complex. So I happened to be home for the summer with one of my girlfriends. She came with me for the introduction. 
we went to the apartment and the dog came through the door later. They had, it was somewhere else. And he raced like all over the house, like uh, bouncing off the walls. They couldn't control him. And she looked at me and says, you sure you want this dog? <laughs> and I'm like, what's the problem? She's like, he's dumb. I said, the dog is not, how do you know the dog is dumb? You've only seen it for two minutes. But look how they can't control him. That's more of their, an issue with them than the dog. I've mm -hmm. always been pet lovers or animals lovers. So I was like, don't worry about it. So I, I got him. And he was a handful because he had never really been disciplined. But I could tell that he was a bright dog. He was like 11 months old. So I got him, started spending time with him, got him comfortable with me and started to, to I'm going to say teach him. But we had to teach each other how to communicate with each other. You know, excellent point. And communicating, it's like communicating with people. You need to learn how to understand each other because, you know, you think you're doing one thing right. If you pay attention, the dog would be like, I don't like my ear rubbed that way. Rub it this way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> hear that right <laughs> and most of us that are pet lovers know that all of our animals have a few favorite spots mm -hmm. you know some better than others and you can tell if you if you're in tune with them so this journey started with him being very stubborn and i had to get a little forceful with him at times and i didn't beat him or anything i would just grab him and then hold him sternly and then sit there and talk to him and then talk until I would calm the conversation and I'd pet him and talk to him. And he started to look at me, but it looked like he was starting to get an understanding that, you know, maybe this guy is OK and maybe I should change my behavior and things might be good here. <laughs> so slowly that wildness went away and you could tell we had a, a really good bond. Also, there was a, a roommate of mine that was around all the time that was really into him also. So it was kind of like he had. We had co-ownership, even though he was my dog. He loved Roger as much as he loved me, and you could tell. And Roger had like a little blue maverick that his dad had given him. So when we were in college, it was a four-door. We would throw the dog in the back. So he, we took him everywhere. I even took him on the college campus with me. I took a chain, wrapped it around his neck so I could tie him up if they wouldn't allow him in the room. And I took him in all my classes until they finally said, we can't have this dog in here. So hang, hang on, hang on. The dog attended college. I took him to class with him. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> By now, he was toned down, and he was slowly learning more, and you were starting to see more and more of his personality. So one of the classes had like a horseshoe setting where all the tables were connected, and I took him in, and I was talking to someone. I turned around. He was up on the desk walking around. Everybody's petting him as he goes by. It was like he was saying hello to everybody. <laughs> And after he went to the last desk, he just turned around and slowly came back. And then I said, you got to sit here next to me. By now, we had got an understanding, no screaming and yelling, just pay attention. He sat on the floor next to me. And then he laid down. He's under my desk. And for probably almost a month, most of the professors didn't even say anything. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, and then he told me, I don't know what happened, but they finally said, you know, you can't bring him in here. So I would just time up right outside the door. But I had roommate, other roommates in college that were where I was, I was a wrestler. And they would see him and take him and go play with him. The problem is he would fight other dogs. Oh, okay. So if the, but here's an interesting thing, though, Robert. This is how smart he was. I lived in a, a place that was a basement. And upstairs they had a dog and they had a cat. 
when he got out, he didn't fight their dog and he didn't even bother their cat. <laughs> it was like, they live here and this is a problem if I go beat them up. So I'm just going to let them go. Everything mm-hmm. else around there, he was fighting. <laughs> uh, did that cause sort of many issues for you? No, because since I understood his personality, um, like the neighbor's dogs, he didn't bother. But when one of the dogs would get in heat and all those other males would come around, he'd fight all day if he could break the chain and get away. Like he got off the chain one day. I didn't like chaining him up, but I said, I'm going to let him stay outside for a while. The chain was long. And I went to class. And when I came home, he had broken the chain. And I was like, the neighbor says, he's coming from down the street right now. He's been fighting all day. I'm like, what's going on? He said, my dog is in heat. <laughs> so his face was kind of marred, but not too bad. And he looked at me like, messed up huh like i didn't get my normal warm greeting mm-hmm. i put his head down and came and and i said so he broke the chain he just kind of looked at me and i said well you know that wasn't cool right and he kind of put his head down a little lower and i said no it's okay i said but you're gonna have to stay in the house i won't be able to leave you outside he just went in the house and laid down <laughs> like a little kid putting himself on timeout you know um <laughs> One of the, um, I used to take him in the weight room with me sometimes. And one day he was in there, he was on, laying on a bench that you would do bench press on. His, his hind quarters slipped off the bench. And you could look at him and tell what it kind of embarrassing. So he didn't jump down all the way. He left his, his front paws on the bench and then laid his hands on his paws, just laid there looking around. And yeah, he's like, yeah, I meant that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's it. And even my, these other guys in the room goes, dude, He's like trying to play it off. (laughs) (laughs) But he had so much personality that spring break came, two people went home and got pit bulls. When Mm. they came back, they told me, hey, man, I went and got a pit bull. I said, why? He says, watching you and Taurus and so much personality, I just felt like I had to have one. So they came back and both of them had pit bull pups with them that they had gotten on spring break. Um. Another cool story, Roger and I were going from um, Durango, Colorado to Denver to a wrestling tournament. It was an open tournament. And we decided to take a couple of teammates with us. So he's just, my Taurus is just accustomed to being in the backseat by himself. But now he's got two passengers back there. And he's standing there staring these guys down. They know him, but he's making them nervous. (laughs) Roger says, Taurus, you gotta be nice. He has this big sigh, jumps on the floor, crawls under the guy's feet, it's behind the, pad, the driver's seat. And the guy's like, man, what am I supposed to do? I said, I guess you should just move to the center because <laughs> he can't sit on the hump. So he spent <laughs> the entire trip to Denver on the floor behind the driver's seat. These guys are sitting next to each other. And then the guy said, it was time for him to get out the car. And he goes, man, can you have Taurus move so I can get out? So I says, come on, Taurus. Taurus gets out. And instead of coming out normally to me, he gets out and goes right in the doorway and standing there and stares at the guy, goes, this long sigh. I said, man, he's acting like he's disgusted with you. Say, you're in my my seat. Yeah, exactly. That's what it was like. You know, I had to ride on that one spot because you guys were in my seat. And then when we went to eat lunch, um, we gave, everybody had their lunch, but I went to hand it out. And Taurus went and sat next to the one 
that was like in his seat and was sitting there staring at him. And he had food. And I go, Taurus, eat your food. He looks at me and turns around, looks back at him. The guy was scared to bite his sandwich. He says, man, it looks like he wants to do something to me. No, man, he's just looking at you. And then Rogers, my buddy who was really close to him, says, come on, Torres, leave him alone. He goes, and then Torres looked at him and came and sat down and ate his food. But he turned where he could see this guy the whole time. And then, <laughs> and then when the guy set his sandwich down, he never bothers people's food. He poured his sandwich down on the ground. He didn't even eat it. <laughs> he just poured it on the ground and left it there. And I was like, oh, my God. I had to go and buy him another sandwich. You know? So you, mess, you mess with my seat, I'm messy with your food. It's, it's a sandwich, you know? <laughs> also, I, we lived in another house. Roger and I moved around together, but we were in another house. There was four other guys in there. And you know, when you first move in, they're either a pet lover or they're not. Well, they liked him, but every now and then they would get to where, like roommates do, they come in kind of moody. They would start to complain about him. And so they started kind of picking on him, but so at night, Horace is roaming around. He goes down the hall. And the next morning, I'm like, what is he doing? I call him. He comes and gets in the bed with me. The next morning, he's down on the floor. And I hear, oh, crap. This dog done crapped on the floor. He crapped <laughs> right in front of his door. And the guy stepped in. <laughs> And I'm guessing that is definitely not a usual place where he would go. No, he would always let us know and we would take him outside. But if this guy was like harassing him for the last couple of days, I guess he'd had enough. Oh, I can't believe that. So when the guy yells, he jumps on the bed and goes down between my back and the wall, like holding his head down, <laughs> like he was hiding. And Roger, Roger's in the other room. Oh, yeah, good boy, Taurus, good boy. <laughs> I'm like, don't add you one, man. <laughs> Another night, we went out partying, and one of the other roommates had been giving him a hard time. And I had, didn't pay much attention. And so while we were gone, Torres goes in his room and, and urinates in his bed. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> when we get back, I don't drink. And Roger didn't drink, but the other roommates would drink. And they had had too much to drink. So he goes to get in his bed. He comes back saying the dog pissed in his bed, but nobody believed him because he was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Roger and I knew it was true because the way we found out is Roger was like having a bad time and pushed him and get out of my room. It was mean to him. We went out and he pissed in his bed. But then when we uh, come back and he, Roger discovers it, he's like, congratulating. Oh, man, that's great. Come here, boy. Good boy. You peed in my bed. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, don't mess with Taurus and leave your bedroom door open. Exactly. <laughs> oh, unbelievable. Another thing, the um, one of the roommates had this girl make him a bunch of uh, um, cookies, and his he was his room. It was a long, straight hallway with uh, six doors, three beds on each, three bedrooms on each side, and. It was across the hall from the one where he crapped in front of the door. And he thought I was gone. It was snowing. I was still in my room. And you could hear all the cars leaving because you could hear the snow. And I looked out, and he's, like, standing there in the middle of the living room floor. And you could see he was listening. He ran past me like a bullet, hit that door. Bam! He knew the door wouldn't last. How he knew this, I don't know. The bedroom door goes flying open. And you hear noise in there. 
he's climbing up the uh, bookcase to get to the cookies. So, <laughs> so I go, <laughs> and then you hear silence. And I, I don't know how far up this bookcase he was because I went in there and a couple of things were knocked over. So I know he was climbing. That's how I figured it out. And then you hear, don't. that's him jumping down on the floor. And then mm-hmm. all he does is stick his head around the corner of the door. He doesn't come out of the room. And then he just drops his head and stands there for a second. His head's outside the room. Then he just starts creeping down the hall because he knows he's in trouble for going in there messing with this guy's stuff. I got a ton of those stories, man. So, <laughs> oh no, look, keep going. He's got an unbelievable character. He's oh, yeah. loving it. <laughs> I took him to a disco with us one night. We went because this is not a big town, Durango, Colorado. And they had opened up this, this I'm calling it a disco at the time. And I was out with him, Roger and I were together. And Roger goes, let's go by the, it was called uh, yesterday. Let's go by there and see what's going on. I said, man, we have tourists with us. I don't want to leave him in the car. Said, let's just bring him in and see what happens. Okay. <laughs> he go in. But by now, he knows a lot of people from being on campus all the time, right? And these people know him. As soon as he went in and they saw him, everybody started calling him. We started going around like saying hello to everybody. And the guy who ran the club didn't know what was going on because the dog is so short. And in the club, everybody's standing up. So he doesn't know that this is a dog roaming around the club. We were in there for like an hour and a half with the dog and they never even knew. And then we didn't get caught until he walked out on the dance floor. Raj and I were both on the dance floor and he came out there because he was with someone else. When he came out there, somebody started screaming, there's a dog in here. And then the, the, the bouncer knew who, who it was, he looks at me, Cedric, you don't need to say anything else, man. I got it. <laughs> Come on, Torres, let's go. He went around and said goodbye to everybody, and then we went and got in the corner and took off and went home. But um, here's, a, here's a good one for you. We went on a road trip. Roger and I are wrestlers, and we have these four roommates that are not wrestlers. They're not, they had, some of them were jocks in the past, but not currently. So it was kind of like the animal house. So I told them, look, there's nothing worse than coming home tired to a filthy house. So I'll make you guys a deal. I'm going to clean everything. Roger and I will clean everything. We're going to leave this house pristine. We're going to be gone for a week and a half. This is the day we're coming back. I don't care what you're doing between. Just make sure it's clean when we come in. Okay, guys, great. We vacuum. We wash the showers, the tub. We wash all the dishes. We scrub this house down. We come in the door. That house was trashed. And I was pissed. So Roger looks at me. I says, go to bed. If they were probably up until just before we got here, we'll get up before them. I have a plan. He goes, okay. So we get up. We clean up everything. I take all their dishes and throw them in the trash, all the dirty dishes. Put them in the trash can. I set them outside. They get up, oh, man, it's cool. You guys cleaned up the house. They open the cabinet for cereal. There's no bowls. Hey, man, what'd you do with the dishes? Oh, I didn't think you needed them anymore. They're outside in the trash. So they're a little bit irritated. Well, Roger and I are in the room talking. They're outside talking. They left a chocolate cream pie on the counter. There was a, there was a, a low breakfast bar. So Roger and I are talking, and I hear this... Just lapping, and I go, what is that sound? I stick my head around the corner. Taurus's head is in the pie box. He never uh, eats that uh, kind of food. By the time I, I throw my shoe at him, what are you doing? 
He turns around. He's got whipped cream on his nose. And I go, I go, look, the, 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 the pan is sparkling clean now. I hear them coming. Wait a minute, Robert. This is what I hear. Man, I can't wait to get to that chocolate cream pie. <laughs> <laughs> run in my room, and then I, a tourist is still in the living room, and they walk in. Hey, man, um, what'd you do with our pie? I said, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't even eat chocolate cream pie. And then Taurus is in the room. He walks in the room with Roger, and they're going back and forth about the pie. Taurus walks out. They see the whipped cream on his nose. I was like, oh, <laughs> like, man, dog ate the, ate the pie. Well, that's just pay for us doing the dishes and cleaning up the house since you guys didn't do it that way. Yeah. I guess he figured you guys needed a lesson too, so you should have put the pie over. Oh, that is funny. I like it. That's a, a double lesson learnt there. There you go. It sounds like the the town where you where you were were very liberal with the with the dog laws and, and letting you around everywhere on campus. Now that is that is great to hear. About what sort of time period are we This are was we in the 70s. Here? No, our 80s, the late 80s. I mean, let's see. I graduated in 81, so it was 80 and 81 that I had him out there. Uh, and uh, you know what? A lot of it had to do with the way I carried myself. They didn't, I didn't create any problems. And, and I was on the wrestling team. I was the captain. And I was always helping other people. And I was the knowledge instructor in town. So everybody in town, I knew all the business owners. So I would get comped constantly when I would go to, you know, if I went by a restaurant, oh, just go ahead, don't worry about it. Because they knew me, maybe I was their personal trainer or something. And then, so they all got to know him because of that. Mm -hmm. I think that was a big part of why they were tolerant, you know. And he was so cool to everybody. Good. In your opinion, how things were with Taurus and him able to be to, to get around everywhere and how that would be in, say, something like today, in today's society, just to compare. I think that in the neighborhood, it would be similar because, it, let's put it this way, if you were in a situation where they could get to know him, it wouldn't be exactly the same because everybody is so nervous because everybody here in the States is so, so crazy about everything, you know? And it would probably be um, a challenge to have that kind of freedom in today's world as opposed to, you know, during that time period. But I can tell you that because of the personality and um, the way he carried himself and he was so well behaved that um, people were very tolerant. And when he got to know people, he let them know he remembered them. And they always loved that, you know, he'd mm -hmm. run up all excited and play with them and but yet he was protective of Roger and I. I say during that time, was the was there more of a you know like the stigma now when you say you know pit bull and everyone's like a, you know like you do with any sort of like medium to large sort of you say Doberman, Rottweiler, all that sort of thing. Was that that sort of conscious thing back then when you had him that people or they just it was just like it oh, wasn't just a it dog. wasn't as, it was a little bit it was the beginning back then. It was nothing like today, you know, because, but, you know, the one thing I can tell you, Robert, that, that I know about uh, pets, animals, and dogs, it's the, it's the owner. Mm -hmm. Those dogs, I mean, and, and you know, almost every dog is bred to do something. And there are small dogs that are bred to go get rats out of a hole and, 
and and other dogs that are bred to yep. to herd sheep and dogs that are bred to to flush out birds feed they're all bred to do something and if you show love and let them do what they're bred to do they're great pets most of them not all but most of them and they have personality and feelings and they learn to communicate with you better than most people at times you know and i think mm -hmm. i think sure. um a guy said this to me and i'm gonna keep it clean he raised pit bulls <clears throat> and i said why do you love pit bulls so much and he kept his dog everywhere with him excuse me he said i like it because they can do everything that any other dog can do better and then whoop his ass <laughs> <laughs> You could tell the bond that he had with his dog. His dog was like my dog. He would he was he would get in a truck with him. He'd drive around in his trash truck. He'd get out. He 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 go to the go over there to the bathroom. He would go over to wherever he told him to the bathroom. Okay, get back in the truck. He jumped back in, you know. And that's how my dog was. I'd say, Taurus, you got to sit in the seat with me. He would just climb up in the seat. I didn't have to scream and yell and. Um, you know, I could even tell if a if a girls were at our house, I could tell if one wanted to stay, because he could figure out. <laughs> tell me more oh, okay, about this. <laughs> if, if we're in the room together, and she's visiting with me, he would figure out that she's visiting me, and he would go over near her. I'm like, what is he doing? And then he would go, not even go in my room. He would go get in Roger's bed. I'd be like, okay, I don't know what he knows, but he knows she wants to be here. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just giving giving his sort of like yes i approve of this one it's and, all right and things are gonna go maybe go your way you should just go on in there he wouldn't come in my room he would do the same same thing with roger if they were visiting him it's like he would figure it out and he would be like look at me he would go get my bed and i'm like i think you're getting lucky tonight bro <laughs> it's like <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear! Did uh, Taurus have any like a uh, favorite places to go? It sounds like he had an unlimited number of places to go. But did he have like any particular? Yes, favorites? he liked the water. And, and even in Colorado, when the winter time, when there's snow on the sides of the stream, if you got near there, you hear this big splash, and he's in the stream. You know, and I'm like, man, I know this water's got to be cold <laughs> to you, and you 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 would have to make him get out. So, you know, he was loving it, even though he was cold. And I water skied back then, and I'd have, you'd have to make sure in the boat, you'd have to talk to him because he'd want to jump out and get in the water. Not because he was afraid, <laughs> you know, he would want to um, um, jump out of that boat, splash. Because when we would get near the shore, I would tell him, go ahead. And he, all you have to do is say, go ahead. This is how well it was being around him. You didn't have to say, anything other than go ahead he i knew and he knew i meant he could get in the water now i would just look at him and say go ahead nod my head and he ran the water and that was probably his most favorite thing i would take him running with me he loved that just because he was with me you know and he would go running with mm -hmm. roger and um he liked being with us and but i'm going to say his favorite thing was the um the water water so when you did uh running was that uh, predominantly through some urban areas or through some trails and stuff like that it was both when i was home 
because I lived in Inglewood near where the, the forum where the Lakers used to play back in the day. And mm -hmm. I would run around this Hollywood Park, the racetrack and the forum. It's like a five mile run. So this was on the street and sidewalk. Right. And but he was fine. He would just run right next to me. And then when in Colorado, we would run on trails, you know, in the hills, up the, the, the roads that were windy roads to get the road work in the hills. And but he liked being with us and he learned like a good child would learn. If I'm good, I get to go. If I'm bad, I'm going to have to stay home. Okay. Do you have any uh, interesting interactions, say, on the trails with any of the local wildlife? No, never. The only thing I found is when other people would take him somewhere, there would always be a problem with a dog. <laughs> if he was with me, he wouldn't do it. I would look at him and he would look at me. I didn't even have to say anything. And he would just sit down and watch him go by. But I think those guys that had him when he wanted him to fight those dogs. Because they were coming, mm. oh, man, he got off the leash. And I'm like, how did he get off the leash? You're doing control of the leash. He can't unhook the leash, you know? Yeah. Um, but no, he, I let him try to get him to chase some rabbits. And he did a couple of times. But that, I don't know why, but it wasn't his thing. Okay. Oh, good. <laughs> so what about uh, any sort of uh, favorite games that Taurus would like to play with you? Yeah. He would. He loved tug of war because you know they have such strong jaws, mm -hmm. and um, it's like at first I I thought he didn't. It was a, how do I say this? I would hold him up, and I've heard that they don't like it, but he would get to a certain point and pick his feet up off the ground. So I'm like, okay, he wants to be hanging from this rope, and he would want. I was swinging, and the, I, I've had the way I figured it out is he would grab the rope and start running in a circle. So that meant take it and start swinging him, and he would hang on, and I would swing him around in circles. And, <laughs> and um, I would go around a couple of times and let him down. And then if he wanted to go more, he'd run more, and I'd do it again. But no more than a couple of laps. You didn't want to go until you fatigued your jaws, and, you know. And um, mm -hmm. he used to love that, and he, would, he was a, another one that liked fetch. He'd throw a stick. He'd go good. He'd play that all day. And he was lean and muscular, and I, we were so active, and um, he didn't get tired. I'd be like, man, aren't you sick of running after that stick? He'd bring it back, put it right into your feet. You throw it again, he'd take off again. And he'd run hard, too. Come back, breathing hard. I'm like, okay, we can play this until I have something else to do. <laughs> okay. Did uh, Taurus have any sort of like uh, individual habits or a weird habit that was that you thought, wow, I haven't seen any other dogs do that, but but you're doing it? Um, well, you know what? He was possessive and uh, um, with myself and Roger. So when I graduated, I graduated a year before Roger and I came back to California and I brought my girlfriend, which became my wife. And he was jealous of her. So like we would sit on the beanbag to watch TV or something. And he would walk over and get his face like pretty close, uncomfortably close to her. And then he would turn around and stick his butt between us and wiggle, wiggle, wiggle until he would slide it down between us. And then he would lean on me and look at her and go, a big sigh. <laughs> and then <laughs> he said, 
you know, this is not going to work if this dog is going to be getting between us all the time. <laughs> and I said, why don't we do this? Why don't you treat him like he's your child and pet him and show him some love? And then after a while, you can just calmly say, you know, you need to move and he'll move. They, they ended up with an unbreakable bond also. Uh, they got nice. to be really close. And I taught her how to communicate with him. And you're probably like this. I, I'm, I don't like dogs that will jump all over you when you're trying to feed them. Mm-hmm. And I think any pet should understand when you say sit, that means whatever you're doing, they need to stay there until you release them so they can have the food or whatever it is, right? So I had trained him where if you don't snap your finger, he won't touch the food. I forgot to tell my mom. (laughs) (laughs) My nephew was like five or six years old, something like that. He knew. I wasn't home and I was home for the summer and he's in there just drooling all over the floor. And my mom comes outside and yells at my dad, something wrong with the dog. I'm trying to feed him. And there's this puddle of drool on the floor, but he won't touch the food. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> my nephew goes in snaps his finger the dog starts eating and my, my my nephew goes grandma didn't you know all you had to do is snap your finger she goes how come he didn't tell me that this is ridiculous because it scared her she thought the dog was like had rabies or something you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh that's good so shows a lot of good control yeah all right it sounds like an, an awesome dog. Oh, man, that, that dog is, even to this day, when I get around friends that were around during that period that he was around, they talk about him. Man, I remember when you had tours. I remember we were playing cards. I told you, and, and, and he, he chases him talking to my son. He goes, man, your dad was losing his ass. And then all of a sudden, <clears throat> his dog, Taurus, gets up and walks around the table it's like he was looking in everybody's hand and climbed up next to your dad, and all of a sudden your dad started winning. We're like, we think he taught the dog how to help him cheat. <laughs> <laughs> so did you give Taurus any instructions on card playing? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I had to. Well, he, he learned the rotation, and if it was your turn to play, he knew, and if you took too long, he let everybody know that you should hurry up and play. And um, <laughs> When we would set, start setting chairs up, if there was no chair, he'd come and look at me and put his paw on my leg like, hey, where's my seat? Because every <laughs> once in a while, we would have more people than we had enough chairs for him to be at the table. So sometimes I'd put him in my lap and he would be happy. Uh, very nice. Um, the question I, I asked all my guests is for you to, to complete the sentence. I can't believe my dog ate... Kentucky Fried Chicken, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's not too bad an answer. <laughs> well, there's a there's a story to go with the chicken. I'm pretty resourceful. We get to this town. We're both on wrestling scholarships, so we don't have a lot of discretionary income. So we go to eat at the KFC. So I ask, what do you guys do with the chicken at the end of the night? And they said, well, we throw it out. And I said, well, why don't we make a deal? She said, well, let me go get the manager. The manager was the owner's son. I mean, the, yes, the owner of the, the facility's son. So we made a deal for a nickel a piece. 
at the end of the night. So I would go in there and sometimes we'd have two or three buckets. So I would bone the chicken and then he would sit there and eat like a whole bowl of Kentucky fried chicken. <laughs> and he started eating that instead of dog food. He wouldn't even eat dog food anymore after a while. <laughs> I know it wasn't the healthiest thing for him, but on a college button budget, it worked out okay. Well, oh, that's fair enough. I suppose I should ask, did you take the skin off as well or leave all the skin on? It depends on what, what, uh, what was going on. Sometimes, oh, okay. sometimes he got his skinless. Sometimes he got the whole thing. He wasn't uh, picky about it. It's a nice healthy mix then. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, I like it. That is excellent thinking. <laughs> <laughs> did, did he ever uh, pick up anything, you know, when you were out and about that you thought he shouldn't have picked up? No. No, he, um, he was good about, after I'd had him for, let's say, a year, he just kept learning and more and more and more and more and just became so adept to being out around people and around us and around other animals when he was with me and Roger. Um, we didn't have problems with him at all. You could take him anywhere. He was always well-behaved. He played with kids and, and he did let them ride him if they weren't too big. Cause I would control that if they were small, they'd get on his back and he would walk real slow and play with them. But when he got fed up with him, he would come and crawl between me and the wall or something. Like, okay, dad. <laughs> I, I understood. Nice. You know. Did he sort of adapt fairly quickly when you left college and you made the move to, to Colorado? Did it take him long to sort of settle into the to the new neighborhood? No. No. We took him with us all the time and uh he just had a high level of understanding about if I'm going to cross a line, which ones to cross. <laughs> we, knew, yep. we knew he would fight other dogs, but he never fought a neighbor's dog, no matter what. And one of my girlfriends at the time, they had like a little chihuahua. I left him outside. The chihuahua went out and attacked him. All he did was pick the dog up and hold the dog. He didn't even <laughs> hurt the dog. They were screaming like he was going to kill the dog, which he would have. And, and then he tossed the dog like a few feet away, like, okay, I'm going to give him a chance to come get you. It tripped me out because I was scared he was going to kill the dog before we could get to him. And all he did was like, it was almost like he just uh, um, reframed the dog, just held the dog there to give us time to come and get the dog away from him. Okay. That's why I said, you know, I've never had a, uh, he just had so much intuition. It was just unreal. And was he a, a, what sort of size? Was he a large pity or? He's like midi, medium. Muscular, but height-wise, medium. Mm-hmm. Like average size that way. Nice. Did he sort of like uh, play much with, with toys? Yes. Um, when we were in college, Roger went and bought a, a stocking filled with dog toys. <laughs> <clears throat> so we came home. His Christmas tree is over there. We hung the stocking up and Roger kept saying, this is yours. And the tortoise is looking at it. He let him smell it and he hung it up on the tree. So on Christmas, when we were opening our Christmas gifts there, Roger took them and dumped them out and said, here you go. So he, they had bells in them. He's throwing them in the air and they're bouncing around. He's throwing them in the air. He threw them to us and then we throw them and he was, this is in the house, right? And then, <laughs> this, you'll like this. 
Roger goes, don't, I don't want your toys all over the house. The dog went and forced himself behind the couch. So that the couch is inching away from the wall, took all the toys and took them behind the couch. So then when he, if we would come home and there would be toys out, we would say toys, toys. He would go get them and put them back behind the couch. Except the one we were playing with, if we were playing with. (laughs) Oh, nice. Nice. Um, so it sounds like he was always fairly fit. Did he ever have any uh, any medical issues that you had to attend to? No. No. He was he was healthy up until the end, you know. Okay. And when you say the end, well, how long did how old was Taurus old. when he passed? Fifteen. That's yeah. that's a nice run. Yeah, he had a good run. I thought so, you know. And and then it was just gone. You see, he was slowing down a little bit, but he never did the, you know, loss of hearing, loss of this, loss of that. He just slowed down some, and then one day he was dead. And I didn't take him to the vet to find out what happened or anything like that. We just buried him and put a big picture of him up on the wall at the house. and, And now everybody, he's got all those wonderful memories. Same way I think it should be with people. Instead of being sad, rejoice that you had the time to share with those people, you know? That's how I feel about Taurus. Taurus is, is, sounds like a larger than life. <laughs> <laughs> I think for all, I must say, pet owners out there, you're dealing with another, I'm not going to say human being, but they have personality, they have feelings, they have emotions, and they, they, if you spend time, you get to where you can share in that with them, and you can see it develop and evolve, and that's why they call them man's best friends for those of us that allow ourselves to have that type of interaction and relationship with them. Uh, absolutely. That's, and it sounds like you guys had you know, one, of the, one of the best relationships that, that you can actually hope for. I think so. Thank you, Cedric, very, very much for sharing the the part of your life and and for sharing Taurus's story. It's just that, that absolutely awesome, awesome dog. Thank you, thank you, and thank you for having me on. Uh, this was a great experience for me, and good luck with your show. Thank you, and I will send you some. Um, a message when I see someone else that has an interesting story. Oh, please do. Always looking for more stories like that. (laughs) Okay, you got it. Thank you very much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed the show. Taurus was certainly a character. And if you think someone else would like to listen to Taurus's story, why not just tell them or forward a link to them? Thank you to the new listeners in Diemen in the Netherlands and also to in Northampton in the UK. Until next week, stay safe and remember, your dog is family.